Welcome to The Grow Show, powered by Steel. On The Grow Show, we share ideas, tips, tactics, and insights to help you grow your landscaping business based on our team's 40 years of experience running a landscaping company and working with other owners and their teams to do the same. New episodes are released weekly on Wednesdays. Here's your host, Marty Grunder. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever the case may be. This is Marty Grunder from Grunder Landscaping Company and The Grow Group, and we are on another exciting edition of The Grow Show powered by steel and i am about as excited as i have ever been to have a guest it's awesome when you're out in life and you run into people that you didn't know you didn't even know they were going to make an impact on your life and then you meet them this is dr al condalusi from the university of pittsburgh he is a pittsburgh steelers fan i'm certain of that and i'm a bengals fan but that's okay we'll get into that uh, later dr condalusi welcome to the grow show uh, thank you, Marty. It is really a pleasure to be with you. I'm excited about our conversation today as well. I am really excited. So, folks, let me give you a little background on, on how I met uh, Dr. Condalusi. So, my youngest daughter, Lily, got her undergraduate degree from The Ohio State University. And sh- then she went on to, and I'm bragging here for a moment, but she went on to the prestigious University of Pittsburgh to get a degree in occupational therapy. And she graduated from there in May, and she is now in Chicago working as an occupational therapist with challenged young people, and she loves it. When she graduated in May, ladies and gentlemen, the commencement event was at a beautiful hall there at the University of Pittsburgh, and they said they were, the commencement speaker was Dr. Al Condalusi. And I was like, okay, well, I wonder what what this is going to be about. So I I sat down in my chair and Dr. Condalusi came out in front of all of us and delivered, uh, folks, I'm going to be honest with you, a a life-changing speech to me. And I liked it so much, I wanted to bring him on the Grow Show. Dr. Condalusi, tell us a little bit more about yourself and then we'll frame out what that commencement speech was all about and why I think it's going to be helpful to the folks on the Grow Show. Well, thanks, Marty. I I am delighted uh, to be with you today. And uh, just a little bit of the uh, profile. Yes, please. Born and raised Pittsburgher, live on a big hill with uh, all my other relatives. It's called Condalusi Hill. And uh, I'm a a graduate of the University of Pittsburgh, both with my master's in social work and my doctorate in uh, educational psychology. And... um, my career has been in as a disability advocate. I've uh, I've run a uh, nonprofit organization for 48 years, providing supports to people with disabilities uh, in the greater Pittsburgh area. I joined the faculty of the University of Pittsburgh in the School of Health and Rehab Science, where, where your daughter Lil did, in 1984 when I got my doctorate. Of course, I was I'm. And I taught uh, all the way, and I'm, I'm still teaching. Me. The dean, Alito, has been trying to get me to do the commencement address for the last couple of years. And every time the date is scheduled, I had another. So we were able to lock this date in and had the opportunity to do the commencement address. And when I was thinking about it, I was wondering. What could I really say that would stimulate the young students and also be relevant 
to families. And so I've been doing a lot of research. In fact, one of my books was on social capital. And social capital is a concept that, de- that, that looks at relationships and the impact of people's relationships on their life and, and, and on their person that they have connected with. So I looked at the notion of social capital in the literature. I started to research it myself as it relates to people with disabilities who have less social capital. And as I was doing my research, I bumped into the Ozone concept. Now, this was a couple of years ago, and I just became fascinated with Blue Zone. And, and what is what is a blue zone? The blue zones, um, Marty, are areas or regions in the world. There are five of them, and these are places where people outlive the benchmark, live higher quality lives. They're happier. They take less medicine. They they have less hospitalization, and the, the people in the blue zones uh, have a robust life. In fact, there's more centenarians in zones around the world than anywhere else in and the world. And a centenarian is someone who makes it to 100 years of age or older, right? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. And the, for example, here in the United States, the life expectancy when you blended between men and women uh, is about 78 years. That's, uh, that's our life expectancy. 78. 78. And as you know, the for some people, the quality of life, they call that health span, is, is, is pretty lousy right. in the last 10 or 15 years of that 78 years. In the blue zone, people were living to 100, 110 routinely. But more importantly, Marty, to me, what's fascinating was the life health span, right. which is the quality of life of those centenarians was amazing. These folks were active and robust. They were involved in their they had less hospitalization. In some blue zones, there was no dementia or heart disease, which can be lethal, obviously. Right. I mean, it's just fascinating. It's amazingly fascinating. In, in fact, as I started to dive more into it, I discovered that there were four traits right. that were common in each of these Blue zone. And this, and when you shared this with us, this is, I, I remember this now. I was in the back of the room. So, like, I get to see what you look like. I was so far back, I couldn't see what you look like. I just enjoyed the, the talk so much. I, I leaned over to my wife and I said, This is fantastic. She said, Yes, it is. And there were four things that all these people did. And what are those four things? Let's go through each of them. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the, and these aren't in order of importance, okay. but they were common 
to all the blue zones. So, so they, they existed and they were, they were important in each of the blue zones. And, and before I go over them, Marty, the blue zones, just for people, your listeners to know, the five blue zones are uh, Nicoya, Costa Rica, yep. um, Sardinia, Italy, yep. Icaria, Greece, yep. Okinawa, Japan, and Loma Linda, California. United States got a place. So we can, we can do United this. States. We can do this. Absolutely, we can. And that's really been part of the agenda of Blue Zone research is to say what's transferable to other communities. You can even look at Blue Zones in work settings, in employment settings. Right. But the four variables that were common across the board included regular movement. Movement. Right? That's number one. And not necessarily getting on the treadmill or getting on a Peloton bike or going to the gym. It was more natural movement. So walking would count. Walking counts. Bike ride. Working in your garden counts. Doing landscaping in your yard counts. Those things are definitely movement-oriented. And the more they can be related to relationship, the better. Okay. So walking with your wife or husband or partner. Or, or playing um, golf with a friend. Correct. Exactly. And so movement means longevity, basically. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And in fact, even more Blue Zone research is beginning to show that weight uh, movement, so lifting and and picking things up are really, really helpful and useful to your your health. So gardening would be a great one. Gardening is an excellent one. I mean, you're picking up potting and, soil. And, I, and I'm being kind of funny, but bowling would go into that category as well. You're holding a, a 10-pound, 12-pound, 16-pound ball. Right. So weight, weight and movement were the first variable. The second variable was having the right outlook to life, having a purpose yes. for your life, having something that you get up for in the morning. And I remember, and I remember you saying, because, and I, I don't mean to be patronizing you, but your words were applicable to anybody in that room because they were still alive if they were there. And yes. these were all things that, that you could do. And, and when you were talking about getting up in the morning and having a purpose, you mentioned that could be volunteering, but there's something, you know, it doesn't mean that when you retire from the job that paid you, that there's not some kind of purposeful work you can do, right? That's exactly correct, Marty. In fact, the whole recommendation of aging healthily is designed to say, what is your second act? Right. right? You re- what is your, second, your, 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 your livelihood? What's your next act? I know for me, for example, I've gotten back to playing music. Awesome. So, I retired from my agency, and I retired from my called the doo-wop doctors. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, and we we raise money for nonprofit. We have movement. We have have purpose. purpose. What's the next one? The third one is eating wisely. Yes. 
And this one's great. I need, this is what I don't do real well. Explain (laughs) about what eating wisely means because when you said eating wisely, I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be like eat carrots all day and celery and drink water. And that's not what it is. That's definitely not what it is. It's just common sense almost. When you think of these four or these five blue zones we talked about a minute ago, Marty, they're not wealthy places. No, they're not really educated. Right. And they don't all have access to even the things you and I have here in Dayton, Ohio and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's exactly correct. They, they, these are very humble kinds of places, but the eating wisely has two strands to it, Marty. The first is obviously eating foods that would be better for you, limiting red meat, right? Eating more plant-based foods, beans, having, of course, vegetables, fish, fruits. Yeah, all of those are, are wiser choices for eating. But the second piece to this eating wisely piece is to stop when you're eighty percent full. Yes, and not overeat. And this was the part that I know I can do it. You you get a little bit of satisfaction out of eating a petite fillet, and I know you said stay away from red meat but you could get a petite filet or gourd yourself on the giant T-bone, make better choices and go to 80% full. That's exactly it's correct. It's smart, it's attainable, it's commonsensical. It, it's exactly right. And it's just being just being smart yes. about what you do. I mean, it's so obvious what you put into your body fuels you. Right. Um, not for the day, but for your life. Right. Okay. So that's the third eating wisely. And then the fourth piece, and this is the one that I have really been looking more deeply at in my own research, is building of relationships and connection, social connection. If you might remember from the presentation, I talked a little bit about Okinawa. You did. And the, the, People in Okinawa create what's called moyas, moyas. And moyas are little clusters of people that watch out for each other and spend time together and connect. And sometimes these moyas last a whole lifespan. Right. And and just having these relationships that are sustaining and that are nurturing to to yeah. you becomes the fourth ingredient that we learn from the blue zones. And and so, so I, I have to believe that the band is part of that for you, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. My yeah. my partners in the band, I mean we we're just having a ball. We enjoy being together. We're working the um, right side of our brain with the more creative right. notions of music. We're in fact research has shown subsequent research on blue zones have shown that learning a musical instrument adds to your life. Wow. So even if you aren't a musician, if you just, you know, get a guitar and a book and start learning a couple chords or, or a keyboard and just learning a couple chords, that alone, that, that alone can uh, add to your life. 
But I wanted to share with you, Marty, as I was preparing for the call today, that as I looked at some of the more recent things since that speech, I found a study from the Harvard Chan School, and they looked at a decade of data on 123,000 people. Wow. So 10 years with this amount of people. And they found that the, these five things, I'm going to go over real quickly, have increased life by 12 to 14 years in, in this population. And here's, here's what the Harvard study found. Number one, regular exercise. Number two, good diet. Number three, maintain a healthy weight. Number four, no smoking. Number five, don't drink too much. Just those five things have, have resulted, can result in 12 to 14 more years. So the, the evidence is absolutely right. clear. What I found so brilliant about your presentation you were, you were talking to young people who were going to go out and help people with movement, but you were also talking to family, friends, and the like that were of all walks of life. There were young people in there, and to me, your, the four things that you just shared there, movement, having a purpose, eating to your 80% full, and then having meaningful relationships – those are things that a guy my age at 55 should be mindful of, right. whether you're 40, 25, 16. I mean, that this is what sets us up. And and Dr. Condalusi, the, the folks that are with us here today, they are mostly the owners and leaders of landscaping companies all across the world. Mm -hmm. And those we need energy to make our businesses work. And I just found what you said was terrific. I hope everyone else has enjoyed it as well. Other points that you want to make that you found in your research? Yeah, there are just the three other things quickly, Marty, that, that I think are relevant to your audience and to any audience. And, and that is that as the CEO of my own company for close to 50 years, a nonprofit agency, the three biggest cost centers that I had to deal with in my company was healthcare costs. Right. I wanted to make sure that we had healthcare costs for our employees, and that was a costly. Yeah, very company. expensive. Right. The second was turnover, people leaving and having to recruit and then orient, train new people, very costly. And then the third was morale, right? The people who were still working, but just had pretty much checked out, checked out. Yeah. yeah. And they were costly because they only did what they had to do, no more, no less. And, and that added to my cost. So as I started to look at research on social capital, I discovered that research showed that social capital having relationships made us healthier, happier, and living longer. Right? 
So when I, when I did that, I took those three things and I said, well, gee, that's right. my healthcare costs, right. health. that's my turnover costs, that people living right. longer are staying. And then the third was was the, the morale, right? people feeling good about their job and right. feeling good about each other. And so I imported with my company on a social capital agenda with my staff so that they could get to know each other better, begin to learn more about each other. And as they established these relationships, and what we did is we sponsored events and we had things where people participated in that had nothing to do with our work. They were just more fun things. But what they started to do, Marty, is that people began to know each other better. Right. So they watched out for each other. They had each other's back. They felt better about their job. They were basically becoming more healthy yeah. as people. Yeah. So, you know, you can take these lessons from the blue zones, apply them to a work setting. Yes. You can apply them to a family. Yes. You can apply them to your community, your church, your neighborhood group. They fit. Yeah. So, folks, we're with Dr. Al Condalusi. He was the commencement speaker at my daughter's graduation at the University of Pittsburgh. And he moved me and I wanted to bring him on today. I've so enjoyed having you on today. You know, as we, we bring us to a close here, Dr. Condalusi, I you know, I'm thinking movement. Okay, many, many of our owners and leaders that are here, kind of what happens in this business is you start out working on the crew, then you run the crew, then you may run the department, then you may get your own company or whatever it is. And I think the movement gets less as you get older in the position and more experienced. You know, last night, I'll confess, I left here at four o'clock and I went home and walked a four mile trail that's down the street from my house. And, you know, the movement feels makes me feel better. When right. I play golf, I bought the lightest golf bag I can buy and I walk and I carry, you know, right. and, and I remember you saying movement is longevity. So movement matters. And I... I think, folks, that those of you who are listening, you know, you, you got to hear what he's saying here. If you move, you're gonna you're gonna feel better. You're gonna live longer. The the finding a purpose, you know, many of us are fortunate that our businesses are our passions, and that's where we get a lot of purpose. But I'll also tell you something that we've talked a lot about in the Grow Group, Dr. Condalusi, is m most young people, like my my kids, are are 29, 27, 25, and 23. They want to give back. They they want to be a part of an organization that's giving back. So yeah. you can work hard and make a profit, and then use the profits to give back. Right. You know, There's, yeah. The, the purpose thing, eating to your eighty percent full, that one's hard for us. Do you have any tips for that? I mean, like I've heard people say, "Stop before you're full." What? You're obviously a very fit guy. What do you? What's some tips you could give our listeners that might help with that one? Yeah, it, it, this is always a struggle, especially when food is so present in our culture and exactly. in our, in our uh, you know, community groups. Uh, we're coming up to Thanksgiving and then right. Christmas. We'll all be eating right. a lot of cookies and whatnot. And I just think 
the discipline that the, the self-discipline that you can employ is really the secret. And it's not easy. Right. You have to remind yourself, you have to push yourself a bit more. But I think, you know, the, we're not talking about starving yourself. Yet. Right. We're saying you can eat in moderation. And then when you move, you're basically yeah. balancing it out. So movement and eating are correlated. You know, it's crazy. We, we just got back from Italy about a month ago. We took one of, we take our ACE groups, our peer groups, a couple a year get to go over there from our peer groups in, in the grow group. And my mm -hmm. wife and I comboed an ACE visit with a 30 year anniversary trip. Nice. When I left Dr. Condalusi, I weighed 201 pounds. I went over there and, and I ate, I ate everything and I came back at 200.5, but I was doing like 30,000 steps a day, right, right, right. you know? So, yeah. and then, and then the last one, and, and this one, this, <laughs> this one made, brought a tear to my eye when you brought it, because you talked about having meaningful relationships and my father passed away unexpectedly at age 68, six months after he retired. And he didn't have any meaning, hardly any meaningful relationships outside of the people at work. Yeah. And so I just share that not not to seek out sympathy, but to learn a lesson that, you know, I should have been paying more attention. Maybe everyone listening here can pay attention to someone that maybe you've lost touch with. Drop them a line. Ask them mm -hmm. to go for a walk with you. Go see them. Ask them to play golf with you. Maybe they say they can't walk. Ride the cart the first time. Get them talked into walking nine holes or whatever. I, I just see so much goodness that could happen from thinking about meaningful people in your life that maybe don't have a meaningful relationship. Yeah, you're right, Martin. You know, the research is showing that loneliness is going up in yeah. our community, in our culture, around the world. And as loneliness begins to rise, obviously the toxic aspects of loneliness set in. Yes. Heart disease, people start to feeling lousy. Now, the secret here is you don't have to have thousands of friends. Right. All research shows is you've got to have four good friends. Wow. That you have in your life. Yeah. If there are four people that you have in your life, you're going to begin to reap the benefit of social capital. Yeah. So you don't have to go out. I mean, if you're an introvert by nature. Yeah, well, my dad, my dad was an introvert, and that that's yeah. true. Yeah. And, and so it's, you know, you don't have to have lots of people in your life, but no, recognizing that it, you know, having at least three or four people that you can rely on that you can have some obligation to, that they can be there for you whenever right. it's done or whenever you need something. That's the that's the, the key. Well, Dr. Condalusi, it has been great having you on here. You have made a very positive impact on me. I I hope by us sharing you with our many, many listeners on the Grow Show, we've made an impact. And I'm gonna reiterate the four things because they're just not that hard to do. All right. Movement. Have a purpose, eat to your 80% full, and then have some meaningful relationships in your life. Those things are good. So, you know, guys that are on here, those golf trips, they're, 
They're a big part of that. Gals that are on here, your cooking classes, your nights out, your girls trips, those are important. There's no one listening to The Grow Show that can't benefit from these four things that Dr. Condalusi has shared with us today on The Grow Show, powered by steel, and hopefully give you more energy and enable you to live a, a longer, more successful life, right? Absolutely. Well, thanks for being with us. You're a good man. Thank you for imparting your wisdom on all of us. Thank you for giving my daughter a leg up. She's doing amazing things, and, and I, I give you credit for that. You're a good man. Thanks for being on The Grow Show. Marty, it was my pleasure, and I hope our paths cross again. It was well, we're, we're going to have you back on, so keep doing your research, and uh, we're we'll maybe we'll watch a Bengal Steelers game together sometime. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Right. We got uh, Joe Burrow and yeah. Kenny Pickett. Yeah, there dead. you go. Two good teams. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks again, Marty. Thanks, Dr. Condalusi. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Grow Show. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and head to growgroupinc.com for more information and resources to grow your landscaping business. A special thanks to the folks at Steel, whose support makes this podcast possible and whose reliable handheld power equipment makes our jobs easier daily. We'll talk to you next week.